0: Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Hey everyone, it's Lindsey Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast The NFL Road Show It's exciting to win money.
0: Back out to Allen, History final Tie game with five seconds remaining! Is
1: there anything you don't gamble on?
0: Uh, not really. Gambling gods? Fickle bunch. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot.
1: Welcome to the Full Slate NFL Week 16 Pick'em Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Indeed, Bet Online and Monkey Knife Fight. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick, joined by my brother out in Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, the NBA's
2: back. Yeah, it's pretty surreal that the NBA is starting back up. The Lakers, I think, only had 71 days in between winning the finals and the season, restarting, so obviously short in timeline, but Now that all the games are going on right now, um, it's pretty great to have back on. The Nets last night opened up the season versus the Warriors, and, I mean, they looked awesome.
1: Yeah, Durant was, I think, one of the storylines going into season I wanted to see play out. How how would he be after basically taking a year off? We had last seen him in the finals versus the Raptors. When he came back from that injury, he was looking great in that game, re-injured the Achilles he looked unbelievable. I mean, he scored 10 points pretty quickly in the first quarter. That game was never really close, and he kind of took his foot off the gas pedal. But I like that Nets team a lot. We're absolutely overreacting here. But they there's no reason if those pieces stay healthy and Kyrie can just, like, stay on the straight and narrow as much as possible for year one under Nash. I like their pieces. Um, I think I'm in on Nash as a head coach. I like that Dan Tony's there as kind of his lead assistant, someone who's done it before, um, and that team's really deep.
2: Yeah, they are super deep. And there's been obviously a lot of news about, you know, Harden wanting to go there, them trading for him, creating like the next big three. And obviously, you put Harden on that team, they're probably that they're going to be the favorites in the East. But the way they, they're built now with all this depth and all the shooting they have, I think they're good enough to win the East. And I jokingly tweeted that, you know, the Nets were going to win the East and there's a wrap. Um, obviously, the Bucks are still there, Celtics, a couple other teams, but they look like they're going to be awesome. KD, as you said, didn't really miss beat, which was fun to see. Just proves like how amazing of a basketball player he is to come back from that injury. I know he has had extended time off uh, considering what the normal schedule is, but still come back like that and look good is impressive I mean when you have Karis Levert coming off the bench who could score 20 points Landry Shamit Jared Allen like they're super deep so they're gonna be a contender in the east all year and I I think we both bet on KD to win MVP and if they're the best team in the east and he has a typical KD year and the storyline of him coming back from the injuries I feel pretty good about that bet yeah
1: yeah me too I mean all you need is Luke, I think Luka Doncic is the leader on the club pass basically going into the year. He's around plus 400. There's AD and LeBron. There's Curry who had good odds. The Warriors, I mean, with Clay out, that's going to be an uphill battle for Curry to lead them in the West. I, I, I don't know that Draymond had enough horsepower to be the two there. I think LeBron and AD, I think AD is going to be interesting this year. But again, on the, on the quick turnaround, I see them taking some more games off. Um, specifically LeBron, but AD will be tough. But I really, again, people love the storyline. KD coming back for Brooklyn, putting them on the map. It's absolutely there. So we'll see. It is good to have the NBA back. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, if you look at it in the East, like, are you in on, are you in on the Sixers with Doc and, and the refurbished team there a bit? Or are you kind of out on Simmons and Embiid now?
2: Yeah, after losing some money on their futures last year and feel like I was always betting on them, just betting on what the roster was, I mean, we have to see how it looks with Doc. I bet on Ben Simmons tonight to hit a three. Uh, He had a pretty open look in the first quarter and didn't shoot it, so I already feel like that was wasted money. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think the Sixers will be better than what we saw last year. I still don't believe in NB being in physically good enough shape to last the whole season, even though this one is a little shorter. Um, I, I just don't believe in him, I think. I've lost hope in him. team in the East I like um, are the Wizards. I think with uh, Westbrook in there, him and Beal, they're two of the top 20 players in the league, I'd say. When you're two of the top 20, you're always going to be in contention. So I think they will they could be around what the Sixers were in that four to five seed range. So I like them, and the team I like to step back um, a little bit. I think Toronto's going to take a step down from what we saw last year. They lost to Baca and Gasol. Kyle Lowry is another year older. And I think Pascal Siakam got exposed a little bit in the bubble as he's a good player, maybe all-star level. But the guy we saw like the first half of the year who was starting the all-star game, I don't think he's as good as that represented. So I think that team is going to take a step down a little bit. But who are some teams you're looking out for?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what the Pacers look like with Oladipo back. They had Brogdon in there. They kind of overachieved last year. Sabonis was an all-star. They look really good at times. They ran into some injuries once they hit the bubble, and there were kind of rumors of Oladipo looking to be traded. But the team has a lot of talent. Um, So I'm curious to see them in the Eastern Conference. Out West. I mean, the Suns are kind of the up-and-coming team. With They add Chris Paul. We saw what he did last year for OKC. He's kind of the perfect fit uh, to play beside Devin Booker. I think he's going to get him a ton of open looks. You had DeAndre Aiden there as well. Um, and they're, I mean, the quick turnaround for them, I think, actually helps because they had a ton, ton of momentum in Orlando. They went undefeated down there. They didn't make the playoffs ultimately. But I'm very curious to see what they can do and. In a Western Conference, that's ultimately, obviously, it's very, very top-heavy and pretty deep overall. So I think I think it's going to be interesting if they can actually make headway, since they haven't been really competitive in what feels like since Nash is there.
2: Yeah, it's a big year for Booker. Like he was awesome in the bubble, but again, that was only an eight-game stretch. We've seen other guys play well over a couple weeks, and then maybe that's not their uh, ceiling. Like. Booker's always put up big stats, and he's a talented offensive player, but this year especially, is he going to be able to contribute to winning? Obviously, bringing in Chris Paul helps, but that team is expected to go to the playoffs, in the way they finished last season, and the expectations of bringing Paul, I think it's fair that they should make the playoffs. The West is tough, but if Devin Booker wants to be considered an all-NBA type guy, this is the year you know, you got to kind of put it together, so... I expect them to be good, and they'll be a lot of fun to watch. They play Dallas tonight, and that's going to be an awesome game. And one team I took the under on quickly before he moved to NFL, took the under on the T-Wolves, 29 and a half. They have to play 70 games for that to be – to that cash. I think the T-Wolves are going to be terrible. You know, the first pick, Anthony Edwards, doesn't really inspire me much. Carl Anthony Towns is a talented player, and so is D'Angelo Russell, but neither of them really contribute to winning – so I, I like the under in that team. I think outside of OKC, there's really no bad team in the West. Even like the Kings, they'll be competitive. I think the West is so deep. So I don't, I don't see Minnesota getting to 30 wins this year.
1: No, I agree with that. I think the Spurs could take another slide back. DeRozan, yeah, DeRozan will- and Aldridge, just DeRozan and Aldridge, another year older. Those guys are just past their prime at this point. I know Pop's still there, but it's. I don't know. I think their their run is, is coming to an end here, even though we know they missed the playoffs last year, but just it's it's time there. But let's get to some football, Tyler. Week 16 is upon us. Um, looking at year to day records on games we've previewed on the bottom, 39-34-1. You're two games back at 37-36-1 two weeks ago. Lock of the week. You wrapped that up last week. Congratulations. Hope your head didn't get too, too big this week. Tried to squeeze it in on Skype. It looks like it's still fitting. That's good. Uh, You're 10-4-1. I'm, yikes, 6-8-1. But, you know, trying to write the ship here. Get a little momentum going into next year. First game we want to talk about, the Saturday night game. There's no Thursday night football this week. We have a Friday Christmas Day game, uh, Vikings-Saints. We won't be previewing that one since the Vikings uh, blew that game last week versus the Bears. But Saturday, on Saturday, we have three games. The primetime game is Dolphins at the Raiders. Raiders are three-point home dogs. Over-unders, 47.5. The Raiders have really been in free fall. I think they're 6-3. and three, They're 7-7 seven and seven now. Clinging to some playoff hopes they have to win out and need some stuff to happen. They took a, a pretty bad loss last Thursday night to the Chargers. Derek Carr left that game with an injury. He's practiced full today. Sounds like he's expected to start opposite side of the coin the dolphins are nine and five they just continue to win and cover they're 11 and three against the spread this year they beat the pats was your lock of the week they're currently sitting in the seventh spot in the playoff picture in the afc so obviously they got to keep winning to keep pace and and get their lock up that that last wild card spot tyler where's your head at with this one
2: yeah, I mean this is two teams going in opposite directions. The line opens around one and a half, two points, Dolphins and now it was bet up to three. So a lot of momentum coming in on the Dolphins considering how bad the Raiders have lost or have looked the last few weeks. Lost four out of five and probably should have been five in a row if the Jets weren't so incompetent. So it seems like the Dolphins are the obvious pick. Um so I'm going a little back and forth because as we've said in the NFL when one team is Rising, one team is falling. It usually levels out um, when they play. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think the Dolphins have looked super impressive either when they've they've been winning lately. You know, last week versus the Patriots, they're down 6 nothing at halftime. They ended up winning 22-12, but like an ugly game a couple weeks ago. Um, they covered versus the Chiefs, but we know the Chiefs are winning big most of that game. Then they beat Cincinnati like 19-7. to So they haven't looked amazing. Um, I think this spread is pretty straight on at three um so i guess i'll take the dolphins because i feel like they're going to end up winning by a field goal so i'll push it but i just like the dolphins at this point i trust them more i think we've seen this last couple of years with the raiders where midway point they're looking good they're a playoff team Derek Carr is he back and then they kind of free fall at the end of the year so i think that's says a lot about gruden and just they're not making adjustments they're kind of getting exposed so I like the Dolphins. Gasicki and Devontae Parker—they were limited in practice, but if they get those guys back too, I think that helps a lot because this Raiders defense isn't very good. They're dead last in the NFL on third down, 27th in red zone defense, um, they're 30th in run explosiveness. So, oh, not a good no. defense. If they get their weapons back, Miles Gaskins also is probably going to be back too. Yeah. So, I like the Dolphins. I just think the Raiders are kind of finished at this point.
1: Yeah, and if the Dolphins have to stick to Savan Ahmad, every time he plays, he looks like he's pretty good. Matt Breida put up some numbers for them last week. We know Breida is probably due for a fumble every other game or so and order to get injured, but he has his moments as an NFL running back. I'm in agreement here. The thing that makes me most nervous is that this pick just feels too obvious. The Raiders' defense has been absolutely miserable. Only three teams in the NFL have allowed more points than them. Only five teams have created fewer turnovers, and only four teams are allowing more yards on offense per play. And you look at the Dolphins; they're the complete opposite. The Dolphin their defense is why they're winning games, allowing the second fewest points in the league. They lead the league in 26 forced turnovers. You want to make the shirts weird? Stuff happens in Miami and xavian howard and crew they've they've really forced the issue this year this dolphin team kind of reminds me of the bears team from two years ago with the double doink where defensively they don't necessarily have like the headline guy like Khalil mac i guess Xavier howard somewhat becoming that but they just make plays on defense and set up their quarterback and offense in good field position to kind of convert and cash in on those turnovers two is five and two as a starter now the numbers haven't Lit up the world by any means. He's nine touchdowns, two interceptions. I think that's ultimately the big thing. They're winning the turno- turn- turnover battle. Um, they've done an incredible job covering the spread under floor. As I gave the stat out last week, I believe, excluding the first month of his career, um, his coaching career last year. Miami's 20 and 6 against the spread. These teams are relatively close in record, but you look at it Miami's 11th overall in Team DVOA, Vegas is 22nd. I'm going with the Dolphins. And again, must win. I just trust Brian Flores.
2: Yeah, I don't hate the Bears comparison. And I think their offense can be better when they do have these weapons healthy and at their disposal. So if they get them back, I think they're going to have really no trouble putting up points against this uh, Raiders defense. The last four weeks, the Dolphins offensively are fourth in success rate. Raiders are 23rd. Um, And the Raiders are 20th in explosiveness. So kind of what we saw early in the season from that Raiders offense, they've kind of fallen back down to earth. And Miami's defense the last four weeks is top five in success rate. So I think they're going to be able to shut down this Raiders passing game. And the difference between Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota, like I I don't think there's any difference between those two guys. Different style of play, but... What you're ultimately getting from either of them i don't think <laughs> makes a huge difference to be honest so we're both on the raider or both on the dolphins minus three that feels too obvious but yeah. be, buyer beware this next game also feels too obvious Way two too teams obvious. trending two teams trending in opposite directions the colts at the steelers steelers are one and a half point underdogs over unders 44 and a half steelers come off just an They've lost three in a row in an awful Monday night loss versus Cincinnati in a game versus Ryan Finley. And the Cincinnati team was nothing to play for. And Steelers who have everything to play for now. The division is kind of up in the air if they lose this game. The Week 17 game versus the Browns could be for the AFC North. So they've been in a free fall. Big Ben, that team was down 17-0 at halftime in the first half. Big Ben was 7 of 16, 19 yards and a pick. This is versus against the Bengals. This awful. This isn't like the Bengals defense from like six years ago when they were making the playoffs with Andy Dalton. Like pretty good. This is an awful Bengals team. They just their offense. We've said it for weeks. It's so strange. They have such good receivers, and they like do this like all these screens and two yard passes. I don't understand why they don't air it out more. Big Ben said he's been playing like poo, which is very accurate. Juju Smith said he's going to stop dancing and doing TikTok. TikTok. at midfield point that to our listeners tyler as someone who loves tick tock yeah he's yeah he, i mean he just basically dances on the team's logo at halftime or at uh, midfield before the games It was great earlier in the season when they're winning and when you start to lose and teams start kind of targeting you uh it doesn't work out so maybe they'll write the shit but where are you leaning in this one Cody?
1: Yeah, similar to this Dolphins-Raiders game, I I echo your sentiment. This feels way too obvious. The Steelers have looked so, so bad. And offensively, the thing is, it's like normally you have these bounce-back games. And, I mean, I liked them was a couple weeks ago. I forgot who the second loss in this uh, streak was. The Bills. Yeah, the Bills. I liked them in the game versus the Bills. And they got absolutely rolled. Um, The thing is, Big Ben, it just... Like the wheels may just be falling off the wagon at this point. He's thrown interceptions in the last five games. Teams averaging only 17 points over the last four. Their last four outings, they can't run the ball. That continues to be an issue. So this like short pass game, it's very predictable. I still like their weapons on the outside. Bottom line is they're sub the first overall um, defense in terms of DVOA measures. But they're so banged up. They've they've lost a ton of guys on that side of the ball. And you look at the Colts. The Colts just beat the Texans. They kind of took care of business there. Texans did classic Texan things in messing that one up. They've won three in a row. Frank Reich. This team is just like a well-oiled machine. They know. They kind of know who they are at this point. I think earlier in the year I was very skeptical on them in terms of their strength to schedule out of the gate wasn't wasn't great. They had the big win over the Packers. Um, and they're starting to find their identity in the sense that Jonathan Taylor has really come on lately. The last four games, he's averaging over 100 yards a game. They're undefeated during that stretch, 3-1 and one against the spread. And it's kind of surprising. You look at it. They're the eighth-best scoring offense in the NFL, the Colts, who is still in my head. They're not a good offense. They're averaging 28.5 points a game. They have the 11th-best scoring defense. DeForest Buckner, former Niner, great. He's made a massive impact on this team. It, it's way too obvious. It's way too obvious. The Colts are absolutely the public side here. Um, the thing is, I just think like the Steelers maybe are still getting too much respect in the sense that this just isn't the same Steelers team that's like, the full-out dominant defense. They just gave up 27 points to the Bengals. They're so banged up. They've had a really weird situation with COVID. I kind of, I do think they've kind of gotten screwed by the NFL in terms of teams they've had to play and their schedule being moved. Maybe that's had some kind of impact, and I just think Big Ben, it's, he's over the hill. So I like the Colts minus one and a half. This line, it just, it stinks. It's a huge trap, but sometimes you just have to walk into it. Colts are 5-0 and zero against the spread. Their last five is a road favorite. Trend's not your friend, but I'm going to use it as support here.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm glad you're taking the Colts like a square. Um, 69% of the public right now is on the Colts. The line opened at Steelers minus three, and it swung all the way to them being a one and a half point underdogs. And yeah, they've looked terrible the last three weeks, but they did give up 27 points to Cincinnati last week. But 17 of those in the first half were all set up on turnovers. Um, And Cincinnati had short fields. It's not like the defense. The defense isn't as good as it was earlier in the year because they've had some injuries. But they're still playing more than well enough to win these games. The offense has to play better. And I think they will this week. I like the Steelers. Just like I said, when teams are trending in opposite directions like this, you always take the team that's looked terrible because it usually evens out. And the Colts have won five of six. But you look a little deeper at those games, it's not as impressive as it may look. So they beat Tennessee. That was a really nice win on Thursday night. Then they beat the Packers, which you know was a ridiculous game. They probably lose nine times out of ten. Then they lost to Tennessee. Yeah. And then they've played Houston two out of the last three weeks. They beat Vegas, which was a nice win. But the two games versus Houston, Houston made so many mistakes in those games. They had they, the ball. They, with, they
1: never they ne- they always play Houston close. Those are always one possession games.
2: But my point is Houston had the ball within the The ten yard line going in to tie the game or win the game, and they they fumbled going into the end zone twice. That that is an anomaly that doesn't happen. So I think that comes down to earth. And my point bringing that up is they just haven't looked as good as a five and one record in the last six. So I think they're due for a bit of a regression. Like I said, the Steelers defense still is playing well in the last four weeks. They're still top ten in success rate. So they're still playing, like I said, well enough to win these games. It's been the offense that has to pick it up.
1: It's just Big Ben. It's Big Ben. And, like, honestly, I thought Big Ben going into season, if I had to take stock in one of these quarterbacks, Rivers or Big Ben, I would have said Big Ben because of all the weapons on the outside. But Rivers has a better offensive line, and he's just – he's looked better recently.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think – it's fair to say Steelers have looked awful offensively. Big Ben's thrown a pick the last five games. The team is averaging seventeen points, a little over seventeen points.
0: I think I said that's last,
2: that stat. The last four, I don't know if you said this one. The last three games, the Steelers are last on third down offense, thirtieth and total yards, last and in rushing offense. I so they've looked
1: that one. They've looked
2: like absolute poo. And that's why I'm taking them. I, th- I think they're they're due for a bounce back game at some point. And like I said, the Colts. Have been playing well, if you want to say they've been winning games. I think it's a little overrated how well they've been playing. So I like the Steelers. I think this is just a game where you take the Colts; it's so obvious. And then a minute in, you're like, "Ugh, why did I do that?" Philip Rivers is due for Philip Rivers' game. This game's in Pittsburgh. Obviously, no fans, but yeah, the weather's weird. I feel like he's due for like a three-pick game, and I feel like the defense is gonna play well in this game to kind of pick up the offense, try to get a turnover early and set them up for, you know, a red zone possession early, something like that.
1: We're looking at 40 and sunny in Pittsburgh on Sunday, which I think bodes well for the Colts. I just really like that they've finally kind of hit their stride for a while. This offense going into that Packer game, one of the reasons I love the Packers so much, the Colts offensively, they couldn't really pass the ball for any kind of explosive miss. They couldn't run the ball at that point in the season. Now they're actually starting to have – a run game that's setting up the pass. T.Y. Hilton has put together a couple of nice games in a row. So we'll say it's absolutely a square play. You know, Tyler, sometimes you got to be square.
2: Yeah. I had another point on this game, but oh, we'll know quickly in this game which Steelers team yeah. we're getting. If yeah, Big Ben I mean, comes yeah. out and is 0 for 3, then probably screwed, but I, th- I yeah. think they'll come out well.
1: I mean, they'll cut to red zone, and if they get the James Washington 65 yard touchdown, congratulations, you'll win. If not, <laughs> Phil Rivers. I don't know. I like the Uh Last game we want to get to before we head to a quick break: an NFC West showdown for first place. The Rams going into Seattle. This one, this line's a pick pick 'em. Over/unders 47 and a half. Rams worst loss in like I think 25 years as a 17-point home favorite. Versa Jets, pathetic. They're sitting at 9-5 and five now. Seattle took care of business in Washington. They won 20-15 to 15 there. They're 10-4. and four. Um, And, I mean, both these teams control their own destiny uh, to become the NFC West champion. Tyler, what are your thoughts here?
2: Yeah, I think both of these teams, obviously the Rams lost last week. But even Seattle versus Washington didn't play great. I think both of them were looking ahead. And the Rams were the one who actually got tripped up, so... I think last week both teams were just kind of lollygagging through to get to this game. These games are always close. Obviously it's a pick 'em, but the play I actually like in this game is the under at 40 or uh, what do I have it at? 47 and a half. Yeah, 47 and a half. Both these defenses have been playing I mean the Rams defense has been good all year, but the Seattle defense has been playing really well of late. The last 3 weeks These teams are first and second in yards allowed. Seattle is allowing the least amount of points over the last three. Rams are fifth. And over the last three, Rams are first in passing yards allowed. Seattle's third. So Seattle's figured out this defense that was so bad early in the year. And I think the totals are still higher than what they should be. Hasn't adjusted. People are still expecting you know Russell Wilson to throw five touchdowns in the defense to give up 400 yards. This isn't the defense that... Let Ken Newton throw all over them. The under is six and zero in their last six games for the Rams. The under is nine and two in their last eleven. So, I think this is going to be a defensive game. These teams know each other super well. You could say, oh, Seattle's been played great offenses the last few weeks. That's why the numbers are well uh, going well. But they know Jared Goff. They've played him a bunch of times. They know how to get in his head, and they also are good at getting pressure. They're they have the sixth. Sixth most sacks in the league, Seattle. They blitz a ton. Jamal Adams having a really good year in that aspect. So they're going to get pressure on Goff, make him uncomfortable. We know that's how you get after him. So I like the under as the play in this game. I think both defenses are going to cause some havoc.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of the trends heading in that way. I don't feel as strongly on the total. Um, coming off last week's disappointment, I, I really like – uh, my first two picks of the games we previewed absolutely more public plays. I don't. I haven't been able to check who the money's on in this one. If you want to pull that up, Step Boy? Um, I love the Rams in this one. Uh, Seattle. I know they have the better record right now. They did not look good versus Washington. If if Washington had Alex Smith playing that game, I think they ultimately end up winning. Dwayne Haskins made a couple bad mistakes in the first half of that one. Seattle just
2: dis- mistakes in general.
1: Correct, correct. It's also topical to this week's news. Uh, you look at it, Seattle is still, even despite their improvements of late, they're still the worst passing defense in the league. Jared Goff frustrates the hell out of me at times uh, when I bet on him. But you look at this team, and I'm just buying the defense. I think they'll be able to get to Wilson, give him a hard time. Seattle hasn't been a good against the spread team of late, 3-7. and seven. Their last 10. And this, this is ultimately just a bet on the Rams' defense and Sean McVay being able to manufacture enough easy offense versus uh, Seattle's defense. Seattle is the third-best team defense by points allowed. Um, they've recently played well versus teams with winning record, 4-0 against the spread um, in, in similar matchups there. I just think the Rams are the more complete team. They got embarrassed last week. I kind of loved it because I don't like the Rams. I definitely don't like Sean McVay. So the, this is like a matchup of the two biggest Niner rivals. I just think I just like the Rams. I like their defense. I like their run game. I think they'll be able to to control this game flow and McVay will be able to set up enough easy throws for Goff. You, we said it with the Steelers game, you'll be able to know in the first quarter. You'll be able to know in the first drive with Jared Goff. Like it's it's pretty clear uh, how the game's gonna go early with
2: him. Yeah, I mean, we knew last week versus the Jets, and you're like, you're playing the Jets, and he has that look of incompetence. If I was taking his side in this game, I I think I'm on on the Rams, too. Um, I think a little bounce back, but these games are always, like I said, so close. It'll probably come down to last possession with a missed kick. It feels like their games always end in that fashion. 56% of the bets are on Seattle. But they opened at minus two and are now at minus one and a half. So I guess people are betting the Rams and expecting a bounce back game from them. But let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll preview the rest of the week 16 games we want to hit on and give out our locks of the week. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online Bet online your online sportsbook experts
1: 2020
2: has already reshaped how
1: we work and it's almost over businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient which means every hire is critical indeed is here to help indeed is a number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site according to ComScore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates, whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply.
2: All right, Cody, now let's move on to the next game you want to preview. Eagles at the Cowboys. Cowboys are two-and-a-half point home underdogs, over-unders 49-and-a-half. Somehow these teams are still in the race to win the division. Uh, it's not a completely out of the realm of possibility either of them win it. Um, I guess if the Cowboys make the playoffs, you weren't completely off on your prediction on them before the year. Uh, where, where That are you got hurt. It, um,
1: it's, it, it is insane that this Eagles team still has a shot. This is all they need to have to happen. And it's, like, pretty realistic that this could happen. They need to beat the Cowboys in Washington. They need Washington to lose to Carolina this week. And I feel like their quarterback situation is a little unclear, Washington. And they need the Giants to lose to Baltimore. And and the Eagles would be able to win the division if all that happened. So Jalen Hurts has absolutely injected new life into this team. Uh, He's thrown for 505 yards and four touchdowns. He's rushed for another 169 yards with another rushing touchdown. Um, And they've played in two exciting games. They beat the Saints, that close loss last week versus Arizona. Um, and then opposite side of the ball, it's crazy that the Cowboys also still have a shot at 5-9. and nine. Felt like they were so dead with Andy Dalton for a while, but they're starting to get their momentum a little bit. Tony Pollard had a really nice game for them last week when Zeke was out. They put up 30 and 41 points, respectively, the last two weeks. Um, I don't really love a side in this one. I like the over, over 49-and-a-half. Dallas is first in the NFL in pace. Eagles are fourth. I got burned by the Eagles last week with my under in the game with them. Hurts, they move the ball, they take shots down the field. And Andy Dalton, well, he definitely didn't light up the world versus the uh, the 49ers, they still have a lot of weapons offensively. I think they'll be able to do enough versus an Eagles defense. Um, that's not great in Dallas. Definitely is not a good defensive team in their own right. Um, I think both these teams will kind of throw the kitchen sink in this game because – Loser, loser, go home. Um, so I, I like the over 49 and a half. What about you?
2: We'll be in agreement here. I also like the over. Um, I just that's don't great. trust. What'd you say? Great. <laughs> I don't trust either of these teams and I don't like either of them as well. I have a bet on the Eagles to miss the playoffs and it's felt like that's been a winner all year now. <laughs> given that scenario you laid out, it's pretty realistic. They can make it. So feeling a little nervous about that. And the Cowboys, I don't know how you, you just can't trust either of these teams week to week. You don't know what you're getting with them. So I'm relying in what we've seen from the Cowboys all year in their defense. It's terrible. Um, they're 28th on third down defense, 31st in points allowed, their bottom 10 in allowing big plays. So And Eagles offense we saw last week get some momentum with Hertz. They had three drives that were over 70 yards. I think we're going to continue to see that this week. I expect this to be a high-scoring game and a pretty entertaining game also. So I like the over as well. And it feels like Hertz, you know, he played at Oklahoma – I feel like he probably played a game or two in Jerry's world. I feel like he's going to look really good there, kind of like a (laughs) homecoming-type game. So I like the over. Cowboys' last five games have averaged. The total has been uh, 56 points, so their defense isn't very good. And also, these teams are top five in pace, which is good. They like to play fast. And also another thing that's good for overs, they turn the ball over a lot. Eagles are 29th, Cowboys are 30th in turnover, so you love to see that to set up some potential short fields. Hertz has made some mistakes early on; he hasn't been perfect, and also Andy Dalton, as we know, isn't far from perfect. So, I think we're both on this over, and would, well, we'll end up being a pretty good game to watch.
0: Yeah,
1: it's great. I mean, I sent you the list of games we're going to talk about, and that included Vikings, Saints, and you're like, "Yeah, oh, we should do Cowboys." Eagles and just in my head I was running down the list kind of looking at records and just ignored it as you can imagine like yeah actually we probably should talk about this one since it's somehow is week 16 has playoff ramifications
2: yeah I feel like we've also just talked about the Saints so much we're deservingly so they're really good but needed a week off from discussing them and like you said this game has playoff ramifications and I feel like Jalen Hurts will turn into for those last couple weeks must watch TV and if they win this week and the Washington loses uh, on Sunday to Carolina, which is definitely possible, like that week we'll have that classic week 17 game for the NFC East between two teams that Mm -hmm. really stink, but at least it'll be entertaining. And what do you think the over under will be on like Carson Wentz shots to the sideline, especially if hurts starts cooking
1: Uh, often, especially with all these rumors about him, basically, uh the report came out was it last sunday i think basically that he doesn't want to be a backup um so they they love they love cutting to the mopey quarterback on the sideline um i'm starting jalen hurts in one of
2: my fantasy
1: finals this week ty are you gonna wish me luck
2: are you gonna wish me luck i'm in the championship of our league that we've been in for like over 12 years <laughs> and this chance on my first title are you gonna wish me luck
1: you did seem a little nervous when uh, you picked up the phone. Is that why having a tough time of sleep ahead of uh, the first matchup? Hey, I'd,
2: first I'd rather, champion. I'd rather not be sleeping, and preparing for the matchup, running the numbers, making waiver pickups. I um, picked up George Kittle, and there looks like a chance he might play. So if he ends up playing, which is another notch to my belt, I've been all over the waivers this year in early. Two quarterbacks picked up Herbert early. He's been a stud. So you know, we'll cu- uh, I'll cut this, but yeah, keep talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, George Kittle might play
2: he might um, but that, that's enough talk about the 49er Cardinal game the game means nothing um, at least for the 49ers but let's move on to the last game we want to preview the best game of this week 16 slate I believe I think this is going to be awesome Sunday night game yep. Titans at the Packers Packers are minus 3.5 over-unders 56 that's, that is the highest total of the week and I think deservingly so. this is going to be a shootout you love DVOA. Both of these teams are top three in the league, mm-hmm. the Chiefs being the other team. I love explosiveness and success rate. Packers are 12th in explosiveness, third in passing. Titans are seventh, and the Packers are second. Titans are first in success rate. So these are two of the best offenses in the league. Where are you leaning in on this one?
1: Yeah, this, this is a great Sunday night football game. Um Derek Henry is having a career year. I'm leaning Titans here. Um, he's only 321 rush yards away from hitting 2000. That'll be the first time in his career. Um in games they lose, he doesn't he doesn't have a ton of a success. And uh, their four losses, he's averaging a little under 88 yards a game on the ground. The Titans I feel like are low key a little bit under the radar. The fact they're 10 and 4 Last year, they made the AFC Championship game. I know their defense is not as good, but they're averaging six more points a game this year. They're tied for the NFL lead in points points uh, per game offensively with the Chiefs. Nobody, I feel like nobody talks about that. Uh, they're, they're they're a very good offensive team. The Packers on the other side of the ball, they've been incredible in primetime games of late. They've won their last six, five and one against spread in these spots. When you look at it, I mean, there's a reason this totals 56. The Packers are the Packers are also averaging about 31 a game. They've scored 30 or more in 10 of 14 games this year. The Titans have scored 30 more in 9 of 14 games. So I definitely sprinkle a little on the over. But I'm leading Titans here for the reason that we've seen the Packers lose games to the 49ers. We know they lost to the Colts in kind of a smash-mouth game. They lost to the Vikings earlier in the year. And in that game, Dalvin Cook ran all over them. He had 30 carries for 163 yards, three touchdowns. And I feel like the Titans are going to follow a similar recipe. A ton of Derrick Henry trying to keep Rodgers, Devontae Adams on the sideline, trying to just protect their own defense um, and play keep away in a sense. So I like the Titans plus three and a half. I was kind of surprised they got – the line's this high, um, but this, this game's massive. The Titans control their own destiny in the AFC South. We know the Colts are right on on their uh, tail, and, you know, I like the Colts this week, Tyler, in a square play. And the Packers, if they win this game, they clinch up the one seed, which feels crazy, uh, but they do. So there's, this game's massive for both sides.
2: Given, on, given the week, like the Titans could look like the best team in the league, like, last week versus Detroit, their offense was so good, and they just really dominated that game. They couldn't stop them. And, you know, you go to a game like Cleveland, they get they're getting blown out to start the game. Like, depending on the week, they could look like the best team in the league, or they you could wonder, like, this team can't stop anyone. So it just really depends with them. I can't get them right. When I bet on them, they lose. When I bet against them, they win. So I'm going to bet on them this week, plus 3.5, um, for kind of all the reasons you said. I think Derrick Henry... He's gonna have a big game versus Packers defense. That's like okay. It's not great. They're twenty first in rushing success rate. Um, so I think Henry will have a big game and also he's like three hundred and eighty yards away from two thousand, I think. So I think they're gonna make a big push to get him. Are you are you
1: listening to me when I say it say my stats?
2: <laughs> he's three twenty one away. You know, you you cut out. I'm also running models at the same time. So.
1: <laughs> You're glancing up. What basketball games on TV? I
2: got I got the Bucks minus four versus Celtics. so uh, I got it. Right, I mean, I'm just let's just call a spade a
1: spade. I said that stat earlier, but it's okay. We'll work through it.
2: I'm proud of you. Um, the Packers <laughs> have scored ten or thirty <laughs> points or more ten to fourteen games. I know you said that. I was kidding, um, but. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Titans. Like I said, I can't get this team right, but maybe this will be the week. They're in another stat, which you should take the over. Um, Packers are first. Titans are second in red zone offense. The Packers have scored a touchdown on every red zone possession their last three weeks. Packers see. are third. Titans are eighth on third down offense. These teams are also tied for the least amount of turnovers in the NFL, so they don't make any mistakes, really. This is going to be an awesome game. Um, I'm taking the Titans just because I think they'll keep it close. And as you said, if the Packers win, they get the one seed, which doesn't feel like they're deserving of. Like even last week, they got up big versus Carolina, but also Carolina fumbled going into the end zone. That would have cut it to a four-point game. I just don't believe in this Packers team. Um, but let's move on to our monkey knife fight pick. I'll go first because <laughs> mine is for this game.
1: I yeah, lost- same.
2: I lost my first one last week, so that makes me about, like, 20-1 and one this week. Or 20-1 and one this year with monkey knife fight picks. Um, I'm taking a touchdown dance. I love this. I love dancing during these games. I'm taking over three and a half touchdowns. pays out four to one for Derrick Henry, Devontae, and Aaron Jones. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. That was, that was,
1: that was mine. There's oh. no way. There's just
2: how, – how does that lose?
1: And you know what, Tyler? You can use promo code FULLSLATE you can get a free $5 contest, and up-to-$50 deposit match, and, and win money like us every week.
2: Yeah, so I love the pick. Rodgers force-feeds Devontae Adams every week. Yeah. And I also I want to pull the stats, like how many touchdown passes Rodgers has under five yards, because having Aaron Jones in another fantasy league, I feel like every time they get near the goal line, they're throwing the ball, maybe to pump up Rodgers' stats and try to get him. MVP, but just something to notice. So I don't see how that loses. But let's wrap up, Cody. Locks of the week. I was getting a lot of hate on Twitter leading up to this podcast that people thought I would coast on my pick, not really give out a good pick, just because I've already clinched. That I'd be slacking off. You know, I clinched the crown with two weeks ago. and I, you know, yeah. kind of get I must, lackadaisical?
1: I must have missed those tweets. I didn't see those.
2: Well, they didn't tag you. Um, okay. <laughs> so it only it only inspires me <laughs> to work harder and find an even better pick just because that's how much I love this. So I'm taking an under this that, week.
1: That, that was beautiful.
2: I'm going to the Browns-Jets game, and I'm taking the under at 48. And this was completely unintentional, but I loved when I looked it up on Action Network. So the total of this game um, opened up at 44 And a half, and now, as I said, it's up to 48. 82% of the public is on the over, so I'm glad I'm on the other side of that. Um So some reasons I like the under in this game, as we know, the Jets are anemic offensively. They're less in points, yards, possessions that end in a score and red zone offense. They're 31st on third down. And conversely, um, the Browns love running the ball. They have the third most rushing attempts overall. They also have ran the ball the third most times on first down. They're third in the NFL in rushing. They play the sixth slowest pace So I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Jets actually keep it close, too. And I think the Browns are also kind of looking ahead to the Steelers game next week. And they come out a little sluggish in this game. I think it honestly turns into what last week's game versus the Giants was, a low-scoring game, which they kind of control but don't play great. Um, so I, I like the under 48 points. There's not going to be a ton of points scored in this game. The Jets run defense also isn't terrible. They're sixth in rushing success rate. So I don't think the Browns will be able to run all over them uh, maybe to start the game. But I like the under in this game. I don't see the Jets scoring more than 14 points. And the Browns kind of just drain and clock and try to get out of there with a win and try to set up that week 17 game versus Steelers.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Browns have looked really good of late. Baker's been on fire I, I like the pick. I also really like the Jets plus 10. I think this is just such a trap spot, similar to what we saw last week with the Rams. Um, looking ahead to their matchup for Seattle, all eyeballs are going to be on that Brown-Steelers matchup, especially if the Steelers lose again this week to the Colts. Um, and I like the under angle. I mean, Darnold, think about the Jets. With Darnold, they've actually, of late, been able to move the ball and put up some points. But I like, I like the whole... I mean, the Browns absolutely just run the ball a ton. So I think that'll that'll be on your side. I'm also on an under this week, Tyler. I like the under in the Broncos-Chargers game. The total's at 48 and a half. You look at it. Keenan Allen's a game-time decision in this one. He suited up for the Thursday night game. Barely played, um, and I just don't know that they have a ton of incentive to trot him out there. The Denver offense is worse than the NFL in offensive DVOA, but they're actually middle of the pack defensively. Not terrible. They just got blown out versus the Bills, Um, but I think their defense will come more to play. And you kind of think about it in my head. You know, Chargers, they have Justin Herbert, the great rookie. They have Eckler, who's back. They have Keenan Allen. They have Mike Williams. They have all these weapons, but they're just... Not that dynamic offensively in terms of actually putting up points. They're 21st in the NFL in points per game at 23.4. I feel like everyone kind of gives them more credit than they are due for whatever reason. Uh, you look at the Broncos side of the ball. They're the fifth worst offense in the NFL by points a game at a little under 20. Drew Locke, largely underwhelming. That's honestly my biggest hesitation with this pick is if it's a Drew Locke game where he throws three just interceptions and sets up short field. For the Chargers, that makes me a tad bit nervous, but I just really like them in this spot. I don't think either of these teams have much to play for. I think it's going to be a little bit of a lazy game. The Chargers coming off a win in a primetime game. Broncos also uh, were pretty much in the national spot last week for this uh the uh the bills when they got embarrassed so i just think both these teams are going to kind of be sleepwalking to the finish line i have no faith in anthony lynn anything they do there um so i'm taking the under 40 40 and a half and you know you'll get probably at least one to two missed field goals here which will be nice
2: yeah that that part of it is good this game's in la right yeah i don't know if this game was in denver i'd like it i just feel like that plays and that's sure advantage for you i could see this maybe being a high-scoring game kind of similar to what that panthers broncos game was a couple weeks ago that was like a random game that ended up being pretty entertaining we'll see i mean drew lock you just don't know what you're getting with him week to week either you're getting awful drew lock where he throws all the picks or the drew lock that throws three garbage time touchdowns so i don't know we'll we'll see i I don't have any opinion on it
1: okay that's fine (laughs) Um, I just I just want to wish you best of luck in the finals this weekend. Um, we're all we're all pulling for you um, to to finally get over the hump and, and defeat your demons and be able to win a title. Um, but IU basketball about to start, so thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back Sunday night for a, another edition of the Sunday Scaries Pod.